0: Wow, what's going on over here? I'm on Digibites. This is James Tiley from Cyber FM Radio. And uh, I wound up in a radio show that I've only been on once before with my new friend Johnny Fry. Now, he's all the way across the pond in uh, in the UK because I'm over here. As uh, our good friend Pierre would always point out, St. Mary's, Georgia... Almost Florida, but not quite. This is a long distance conversation. Johnny, are you around?
1: Hi hi James, good to speak to you. Yes, um I'm I'm calling to you from, as you say, across the pond in well, it's not really sunny England. It's a bit of a grey old day, but that's why we've got lots of green trees, I suppose. Um I'm just about forty miles south of London. Um and as you say, this this show very much dedicated to our mutual friend Pierre Bourque. Who very kindly introduced us a little while ago, and we've done a couple of bits together. And we wanted just to um, really sort of uh, dedicate this sh- this show of Digital Bytes uh, to Pierre and um, you know, some of the good stuff he did. So uh, good, good to be talking to you and uh, to be on the waves at Cy- Cyber FM.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be uh, an interesting move. My intention, as well as yours, I believe, is is that we want to, and, and we should probably discuss. Pierre and uh what's going on with him right now but we want to continue his uh his goals and I mean dare you call it a dream I think my opinion of Pierre was that I met him a year and a half two years ago and we started talking and he's the type of guy that you just wound up going from Pierre that's almost uh not Pierre but a peer and a colleague he transforms immediately to a friend like he became a bona fide friend to me. And uh, I need to see personally what his aspirations were continue to go. I want to try to keep that going.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally He was. So, so, listeners that aren't familiar, Pierre Bourque, uh Canadian, uh, very, very proud Canadian. He loved Canada. Um, and he lived in Ottawa. Um, I think his father was the mayor of Ottawa um, years and years ago. And unfortunately, Pierre passed away um 28th of august this year um and he he um he ran a business called blockchain radio um but he had a fascinating career he he was a very prolific artist which we'll come back to in a moment and he was also on the bitcoin alliance for canada and was on the advisory board for the blockchain association of canada so he saw some of the work we were doing with digital bites here in the uk and he was really keen to to give it a voice on a global basis um, and although Blockchain Radio, you know, wasn't quite the beast that Cyber FM are, because I think you guys actually now broadcast to over is it four point six million people a month? Is that is that right, James? I think you told me.
0: We yeah we've we hit four point six. Um, wow. You know we're about fourteen years old, so if anything I need to get those numbers up. But when we uh, got together with Blockchain Radio, it was a no brainer for the fact that we pay crypto. As a reward to the listeners. And, and Pierre's gig was teaching people all about crypto. They had the 24-7 news and analysis and talk radio. Shows like Digibytes, which is how we met, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was a perfect, perfect partnership. So we grew. Blockchain radio certainly grew. Our listeners are asking a lot of questions about, they just, I mean, we kept, if you look in the, in the Cyber FM radio app, blockchain radio channel is number two, right there on wow. top. Wow. And uh, it was that widely used. It was that important. Pierre got those numbers. He was growing. It was great. He loved it. And uh, it's got to keep going.
1: It has to keep yeah. going. OK, so so what we used to do, because it's funny, because if you remember, it was a, a month or so ago now, we, we you kindly came on to the Digibyte show and you were our guest um, and you, you, you were telling us all about, you know, cyber FM. But you were also telling me how blockchain technology is being used in the sort of media sector because and the radio sector in particular. And um, what we do with Digital Bytes, basically what we're trying to do is to help people understand how, where and why blockchain technology and digital assets are being used um, in different jurisdictions and different industries. And once a week, we put together four or five stories, articles, um, and they're not meant to be a newsletter. It's meant to be analysis. So, um, so for example, this this week, we're, we're looking at things like COVID-19 vaccinations and how blockchain interacts with it and um, looking at play to earn and how playing games online, you can actually physically earn money and pay your bills and and so not trying to give advice not making recommendations um, pointing out sometimes the good and the bad things of things but trying to give real tangible evidence and we we send this out on a weekly basis Um, and if anyone wants to get a copy then um, if they contact um, yourself james at cyber fm or just look me up on linkedin that's johnny j o johnny fry i'm happy to send you a link Um, And 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 we make money out of this because we have organizations that subscribe to use the content, and then they send it to their clients and bits and pieces like that. So we have no adverts in the publication, no recommendations. It's purely paid for by the organizations and business schools and accountants and lawyers that use our content, and then they, you know, share it with their clients and staff. So so that's kind of kind of what we do, isn't it, James? And for the record, I love how you spell
0: your name because it's so easy to find. Now that we talk every hour, and I'm going through my Gmail, your name is unique to the way you spell it, J-O-N-N-Y. I'm going to pick that <laughs> up from you, I think, immediately. Uh, is that is that really how you spell it? Or was yeah, that that spell it.
1: It. yeah, that's how you spell it. That's, um, some, that's, I, some, have, some put an H in it. Some say J-O-H, as in John. But um, I've always used a J-O-N-N-Y. But then I'm pretty dyslexic, so... You could put all sorts in there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spot the difference, James, if I'm honest.
0: <laughs> well, it's certainly helpful in our case. <laughs> now, when I'm searching for you, I'm only going to get you.
1: <laughs> good, good. Now, James, before we get stuck into this, you've, you've been a bit poorly yourself, haven't you? You've, you've, you've not been well recently.
0: No, and uh, now my listeners who know me probably might be catching on that I'm pausing and I have a little bit of shortness of breath. I was hospitalized for COVID 19, which is sad because I was in the hospital for COVID 19, getting my treatments, not really happy with how to die. In the United States, anyway, let me be clear. Locally, where I live, not thrilled with the way that I was treated uh, or the information that was presented about COVID 19, which uh, maybe something blockchain can, can work on. While I was there, Pierre had sent me an email about doing the, the James Tiley, pierre Bork crossover show. So it was when I got out of the hospital, I kept looking at the email, which was dated August 21st, and I said, Ah, oh, I'm not breathing well. I'm coughing. I'm going to reply to Pierre when I'm confident that I'm getting better. And then August 28th apparently came and went, and I was only very slowly getting better, and I was now... Where I'm, you hear me like this, I I think I'm okay. I'm capable of having a conversation. Um, I do have a cough, which is, we're three weeks in. I have the cough. I have the shortness of breath that I'm working on. Um, I have a doctor's appointment after this show, which ironically is virtual. Because I still have symptoms, even though I test negative, they wanted to do a telehealth virtual meet. Wow. At any rate, which I found odd, uh, you had notified me about Pierre, and I, and I had a little moment of maybe a day or two where I simply regretted not replying to that email. My issue with COVID-19 obviously created a little emotional of an issue, uh, but I'm getting over it. I'm good. I'm breathing. But
1: you're, you're not coughing today. We spoke just a couple of days ago, and you were, really had a cough. It sounded like you'd had a box of fags or something you were coughing so much, but you're, you're a lot better today.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and um, also, it's, you know what's weird is that it's early for me. It's, uh, right now, it's like 8 a.m. I'm judging my, my improvement based on how good I am by the end of the day. Good. So like a week or two ago, 5 o'clock, I was on the couch watching a friend's rerun saying, just shoot me. right? I'm done at 5 p.m. So, if I go to 6, I get to 7 p.m., and I'm still not coughing, I know that my endurance is. I also check my oxygen every day. It's a major rule with COVID 19, and they want to log your oxygen levels. They tell you to take it at, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon. You have to be over 90%. Otherwise, the army is going to come and take me away. So. (laughs) I'm doing like 94% right now. Before I had COVID, my average was 97 98%. So I feel like 94 is that you're almost there, but not quite, not good enough, but good enough to stay out of the hospital. And then right. I log that every few hours just to make sure. If you fall below 90, that's oxygen that's not getting to your brain. Right. That's and they good. literally have something called COVID nineteen brain fog. So I wonder if there's anything in this article that's on on the Digibytes letter uh, with COVID nineteen vaccination records for they're talking about negative testing,
1: right? Well, it's 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 a selection. You know, we, we've we've um, I, I think society in very many countries are coming to the realization that they're going to have to live with COVID nineteen. Um, and the various mutations that we're seeing, um, you know, I know, I know America is is struggling a little bit in some states with the Delta variants that we've we've certainly had here in in the UK. Yeah, much of Europe, yeah, even though you've been double vaccinated, you, you can still get it.
0: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and, and what's happened is some countries like New Zealand, Australia, they decide to do a lockdown. So you've got cities in Australia like Melbourne. Um, well, we have a lot of listeners I know, and, and they've been locked down for over 200 days in the last 18 months. Um, and they just thought, well, we can lock down, close the borders and we'll keep it away. But the reality is, is that this stuff is, is so voracious. You just need one person that can really, 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 um, you know, go, go through a population like wildfire. Um, so they're, they're now actually um, really on a very major vaccination um, campaign to get their people vaccinated. But it was interesting, the World Economic Forum had proposed that um, traveling to foreign countries, that we that they have some sort of vaccine passport or e-vaccination certificate um, to show that um, you know you what, what your status is um, in Europe. That, that there's this discussion around the green digital certificate um, for anyone to travel to show have they been vaccinated or have they had it. Um, and we've we've seen early this year um, the International Chamber of Commerce, which is the world's largest medical security company and the U.S. firm SOS, which is a big security and travel repatriation. And they launched something called AOK back in May uh, 2020, which allows users to control their personal data, um, but authentically create a digital copy of their COVID compliance status. Um, And like IBM's digital health pass, it's all on a a blockchain. Um, And the IBM system is being integrated with Amadeus, which is the airline booking system, because what seems to be happening is that the countries are relying on the first checking, the first screening to be done by the airlines and saying, you need to make sure that anyone that you're carrying around the world, you know what their COVID status is.
0: So this Um, is live. I don't mean to interrupt you. This is live now.
1: This is going on now? Absolutely. This is happening now. Um, In the same way, we've got Hong Kong University have teamed up with Consensus um, and they're building uh, Medoxy, which is a COVID-19 digital passport run on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, okay. So we're seeing lots and lots of examples of how blockchain technology is now being used um, to actually help people identify um, their, their, their status, if you like. And one of the great things about using blockchain is that you don't need to go into all the details of who Johnny Fry is and where he lives and all the personal details. You just need to know this guy, Johnny Fry or James Tiley. You know, have they been double vaccinated? Great, you have. You can come into a restaurant, you can come into a country. Have they had COVID in the last, you know, week or month or year or whatever it is? So I I remember, you know, years ago traveling and you had to have, you had a medical card and you said, well, have you had tetanus? Have you had polio? Have you had yellow fever jabs? It was all very paper-based. And what we're seeing is that medical information now being transposed into a digital situation whereby you don't need to tell them all your personal details about you, but you can say this person that's holding this QR code, this is their current medical um, information vis-a-vis COVID. But there's no reason why that couldn't be opened up and say, well, do you realize he's diabetic or he he shouldn't be having penicillin or, or whatever it may well be? And we're slowly seeing this transfer of our personal medical information being put on different blockchains around the world and and that's really what we were trying to get across in the article by quoting those examples and all all the companies I mentioned to you James they're all hyperlinked so people can um, if they get a hard copy of Digibytes they can just click on there and they can see well who are AOK and what is this Amadeus you know airline booking system you refer to and stuff like that so that's how we verify what we're saying because there's so much uh, fake news out there we're trying to sort of cut through that and give people some so real information What's actually happening.
0: I tell you, it's funny. Um, yeah, I was clicking on one of them earlier because I, you know, knowing about the Internet, we have these, uh, the, you know, the GDPR, which is the yep. new international privacy type laws. Now, in the United States, we have something called HIPAA, which is our medical privacy laws. And but you brought up a valid point that I had forgotten about uh, polio, you know hepatitis, chicken pox, shingles, all of that. Like even when you go to college, you do have to show those VACs. Yeah. So why not just add COVID-19 on that list, call it a day, and then put all of that on a blockchain? Yep. As long as they work out the privacy laws. But like you said, IBM, uh, Amadeus, they're the ones that they'll probably figure it out no problem.
1: Uh, very much so. Very much so.
0: Yeah, so that's a good article. That's especially, like you said, I'm just getting over
1: COVID. That's an article you read twice. (laughs) So one of the other articles, and I I really liked this as as an idea. And this is again COVID related because um, there's a lot of countries. You know, we're very lucky in the UK, and I I know, you know, well, we had a lot of deaths, so we really went through the ringer. Certainly this time last year. But but we're lucky that we've managed to vaccinate now sort of over 80% of the population here. So the UK is getting back to normal sort of, you know, very much big time. And actually, I'm off up to London um, with my son this evening to go and watch a, um, a premiere of a film called Slammer, which is a science fiction thriller that um, has blockchain and, and digital currencies in it. So I'm looking forward to that and actually going to a cinema um, in Leicester Square for the premiere of the film this evening, which is, which is really great. But a lot of countries, um, they've actually really struggled and they've lost jobs. And I I don't know whether it's the same in the States, but certainly we have here in the UK and I know friends in Europe. Um, Some of the some of the shelves are empty. You can't get hold of things like, um, you know, shoes and some clothes and and food. Because, you know, particularly um, in Asia, COVID is still very rampant and shops and factories are shut. So I was interested to see and learn a little bit more about this thing called Axie Infinity. Um, which is a a game um, using blockchain technology, um, using non fungible tokens, and basically you can play the game, um, and as you play the game, um, so it's a bit like sort of I don't know Fortnite or in the old days you have Sims or it might be um, you know uh, world World Warcraft, World Warcraft, or whatever. And th- this one you can play the games, and as you start getting more credits and you get um, you, you're earning points, those points can actually transpose into money. And 40% of the people playing Axie Infinity, um, a game developed in Vietnam, um, played in the Philippines across the whole world. So that shows the nature, the global nature of this. The average Filipino that plays this game is earning $100 a day. Wow. Now, (laughs) bear in mind that the average income in the Philippines is $250 a month. Absolutely. And 90% of Filipinos don't even have a bank account. So, so you've, they're playing this game because they're sitting at home because they haven't got a job, and they're earning more money than they've ever earned. And, and, Listen,
0: I'll sit and play for
1: that kind of dollar. <laughs> but, but the thing that really intrigued me is that they've now taken it to another step. And that another step is that um, to start playing the game, you, you need to now put up 300 or $400. Well, you, they don't have that money, um, typically. So what they're now offering, um, people that have been playing the game for a while, they're they're giving to their friends and family what they call Axie scholarships. Uh, Or you can go to the Axie University and they're basically teaching you how to play the game. Um, And then you pay back 30 or 40 percent of your winnings to the people that have given you the initial credits to start the game. So we're seeing a a whole ecosystem being developed around online gaming which is a huge industry um, and then allowing people to get involved in this on a sort of ongoing basis.
0: For a moment there, I was like, okay, now they're going to charge. But if they're, if they're turning around so much, that's pretty incredible. I think the Philippines, like you said, making that kind of money makes it a full-time job, which case you might want to reinvest in yourself. I got no issue with that at all. Yeah.
1: But what we're now seeing though, we're now seeing international brands. So, um, Burberry, which I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't remember who owns Burberry, but um, it was a, a UK sort of fashion business. People remember it with their, the Czech um, patterns and the, the raincoats and things like that. Um, yeah. so, so they've now developed um, a, a non-fungible an NFT collection um, within the Blanco's block party. And basically the chief marketing officer of Burberry is saying that they're pushing the boundaries through experimentation and they're excited to unlock the genuine value of the gaming community and encouraging players to interact with their brand in an environment that he's saying they celebrate art and design and exploration. So so if we, if we keep it just really crisp and concise, what we're really seeing here is, a, is an old fashioned brand coming into the gaming community and by subliminal sort of playing of the game. And you can see Burberry there. So hopefully next time you're online or when you are going shopping. Oh, yeah, I know Burberry. I was playing their game. And this is a way for brands to get in front of um, particularly younger people that are spending an increasing amount of their time on games. So it's not just sort of um, the gaming community that's looking at this area of playing games to earn money. We're now seeing marketing. Um, you know, major brands coming into this sector as well.
0: It's a marketing advertising initiative using NFTs, I would think. That's how yep. it's coming across to me. So, so that's
1: just a, just a selection of a couple of the articles in this week's uh, Digital Bytes. But as I said, if anyone would like a copy, um, look up on LinkedIn myself, Johnny, and that's J-O-N-N-Y dot fry, or um, uh, James, what's the best way for your listeners to, or listeners to get hold of you and ask for a copy?
0: I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, on Twitter, I am JT Cyber FM. And uh, my email address is jtylee, J-T-Y-L-E-E, at cyberfmradio.com. I am on Telegram. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, we should make sure you and I are connected. I believe we are.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are. we are. But if
0: you type my name into Google, you can harass me all day all you want. <laughs> and I so will Jay- get used to, I will. I will become accustomed to showing people how to How to sign up and and at least get the info over to you, so that the newsletters go out to them.
1: Brilliant. So before we go, because I'm mindful of time, what um what do you got planned this weekend? Anything much? I've told you I'm off to the cinema, or what? You don't call it the cinema. What do you call it? You call it the the um the movies. The movies.
0: Yeah. I've become very very pro Amazon Prime. They have this thing called early access, and for twenty US dollars you can get the same movie that's in a theater on your television. So, for 20 bucks, maybe some microwave popcorn and a Pepsi, you might actually be saving a dime or two than going (laughs) to the movies. And uh, with COVID-19 still fresh in my lungs, circulating around, I'm (laughs) probably not a fan of sitting in a musty, dirty, humid South Georgia movie theater. (laughs) Cause how hot is it today though? we
1: 'Cause we're we're about seven, 70 degrees here today. What, what what sort of temperature have you got?
0: So we're looking for eighty-four. Wow. Which in centigrade is what? You you divide by two, forty-two, yeah. And then Not, you minus minus, 30. should, you minus so thirty-two.
1: Yeah, so it's about, about about twenty about twenty-two degrees, something like that. A bit more than that. Twenty-three degrees. Fifty two
0: Divided by two. 26 Celsius.
1: 26. Yeah. Are we oh, we're going to learn a lot like together, that? aren't we? <laughs> okay, James. Well, it's great, great, great talking to you. And um, as I say, this this week's edition very much, um, you know, was dedicated to our mutual friend and our thoughts are very much with his, with his family at this difficult time, having recently passed away. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let, let's see how things go and maybe we'll a few more of these shows on cyber FM and see if we can keep Pierre's flame sort of burning and, um, you know, his passion and interest in, you know, blockchain and digital assets and and helping people to understand how, where and why, you know, they are being used and and, and perhaps what we should do. So, yeah, that's really great. So it's been really good talking to you. Thanks, James.
0: Yeah, you're, you're welcome. And like I said, the cyber FM listeners are so acquainted with Pierre and blockchain radio We'll take this show, we'll put it in the CyberFM Radio app. So for new people, they would literally go in their browser, and if you type in app, app.cyberfmradio.com, it's going to detect what device you're using and then move you to the appropriate, you know, iOS store, Google Play. If you're in China, Tencent. It detects you and it knows where to send you. And you'll find this show, I guess we're going to stick it in the podcast area. Because our, our listeners are going to recognize Pierre's name and my name, and uh, they do know they know your show because I was on it recently. But they're going to get to know your name, and then Brilliant. I do think that we should discuss keeping uh, Pierre's dreams alive.
1: Fantastic. Okay, James. Well, look forward to that, and um, nice talking to you. And we'll we'll hopefully be back with another edition of uh, the Digital Byte Show on Cyber FM.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we will talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye.